If you reverse engineer the world that we know today, our foundation is rooted in communication. Age-old wisdom passed through books of scribbled language, and still today, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. I'm Gabe Bryan, and from my musing monologues to conversations with close friends, this is my gift of gab. I just want you to be pumped about being alive and being yourself. Shake people if you have to. You always do what you've always done. You always get what you've always got. Time to change the pattern. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gift of Gab podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Bryan, and I hope that you are doing well, having a good day and week. I have been more productive this past uh, few days and this past weekend and the week prior, and so I've been feeling pretty good about that. But there are situations that have happened recently that have not made me feel so great. Do you guys, I'm sure that you guys have had bad days before. But the thing I find funny about the bad days that I have is that, ironically, most of the time, the bad part of the day stems from my own doing. It's not even something that happened to me. It's just something that I did that had a negative effect. And a lot of times, that doesn't even make itself apparent until I'm looking at it at hindsight, And looking at it through hindsight generally doesn't come through a time of self-reflection and desire to better myself, but more in terms of just feeling sorry for myself and feeling full of regret. And honestly, I don't think that that is an uncommon occurrence in the lives of many people today. Now, if this is your first time joining the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know how you stumbled upon it. But thank you for being willing and open to giving your time to listen. We are all about growing together. And so I hope that in sharing my experience that you will be able to glean some things that help you in your own. So with that being said, I would like to tell you about my recent party fail. Now, when I say party fail, I'm not talking about like a party foul, like spilling your beer or something like that. I'm talking about like a failed party. And the reason that this is a rather big deal for me is because I am somebody who prides themselves in their ability to entertain. Not necessarily entertain like in a stage performance, though I love that aspect of life and I love performing and entertaining people. But I'm speaking specifically today about entertaining in the sense of hosting a party and having people over and making sure that people are having a good time. It's funny because I have always like kind of prided myself on my ability to throw and host a party, but one of the biggest validations for me in that has come from the uh, comment that I got from my friend Katie's boyfriend, Steven, who is also a friend, but I've spoken about Katie on the podcast before, so just to give you some context there, and he's not a man of very many words necessarily when it comes to complimenting people. So 
and, and you probably have people like that in your life where it's them saying nothing is like a compliment in itself. Like if they're not saying something negative about it, that's the positive. But despite that, he made it a point to tell me that I was very good at entertaining people and hosting people and always was making sure that everybody else was having a good time and that he really appreciated that. And so that meant a lot. And I don't say that necessarily to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Um, but I also say it just so that you can understand how this affected my mental state as the party failed. Now, I've talked about it a little bit before on the podcast about how I've gone through a major life change in the past year, year and a half, and that has come with the loss of many friends. And despite the slight validation I receive every time I see the meme that the realest people have the smallest circles, I must admit that this change wasn't something that was readily accepted by me. And this shift happened kind of in two phases. The first phase was when I moved from Franklin to Titusville, and in doing so, lost a lot of people due to geographical issues. As my friend Katie points out, I lived just far enough away to be annoying, and I've definitely felt that effect with the first round of friends that kind of just dropped off the map because there wasn't enough proximity for there to be priority. Now, despite that, there were a few friends who would consistently travel to see me and that I was able to see when I was in their neck of the woods. And one of the things that I always enjoyed last year was having fires at my house, little campfires, uh, having people come and, you know, have a couple beers or whatnot and just enjoy the company of each other. And then throughout the fall and winter of this past year, I started to go through the issues with my mental health. And this caused a lot of different things, really. But mainly, it caused me to be less stable in how I deal with people, as I've been trying to figure out exactly what my issue was and how to address it has been more of a trial and error thing rather than a straight diagnosis and prescription. And because of this, there have been more than a few altercations that have caused me to treat people that I care about in ways that did not adequately express the value that I see in that person. And so because of this, I lost a fair amount of people that were still in the mix after the first round had left due to geographical issues. However, as spring came and summer is now upon us, I have been getting on a better track, and because of this, I kind of wanted to rekindle some of the relationships that had either fallen off the side or had been damaged in some way. And so I thought, what better way to do this than by throwing one of, you know, the campfires that I have and really pulling out the stops, you know? So that's what I set out to do. I planned a 5th of July party. It was for the day after the 4th, because, you know, people have family engagements generally on that holiday. 
and a kind of a themed party in that everybody was supposed to bring a fifth of their favorite liquor or adult beverage and then we would you know make a bar out of that and everybody could share and I invited 28 people made a Facebook event page for it made a cool graphic I was putting in the work now this event page went live and the invitations went out uh, about two to three weeks prior to the actual event and so I didn't really expect there to be that many RSVPs or people that had marked attending or whatnot very quickly and so I didn't really pay much attention but as time got closer I had to start planning things like the food and the beverage and whatnot and to do that most efficiently you have to know a rough estimate of how many people are coming and so I began to check the Facebook page and much to my chagrin still not really anybody had responded most of them had been maybe I think there was one yes and so I started to feel more than disheartened to be honest now maybe you're like me and when things start to creep in those negative thoughts and emotions you start to get a little bit of paralysis and that paralysis caused procrastination and procrastination led me to the day of the party when I checked the Facebook event page and still the numbers had not changed and so I canceled the event on Facebook I deleted the page now there were three friends in particular that I had spoken to about the party outside of social media and Katie was one of them and she had sent me a message uh, maybe about an hour or so before the party was supposed to start and asked me if I was still having it and I told her that I was uh, because there were a few people that were planning on coming but I had deleted the page mostly just because of my bruised ego and I didn't want people who weren't going to the party to click on it and see that nobody else was going to the party either. And to be completely honest, up until she had messaged me asking me about it, I wasn't really planning on even continuing to entertain the idea of entertaining anybody because I was so down about it and I had kind of figured that the people who had committed to it in person forgot or something came up and they didn't tell me. Now, like I said before, this was about an hour or so before it was supposed to start that she had messaged me this and so this was the time that I had decided again that I guess I was having people over and so I started to try and prepare and unfortunately was not able to achieve much in the time that I had to make it an event in my eyes that would have been enjoyable to be at. As the first three guests arrived I was running around like a busy bee trying to get everything situated trying to put together the campfire in the backyard and not really paying much attention to my guests or paying attention but not the kind that they were due as my guests. Now running around like a busy bee like that was slightly exhausting and so after I sat down I was just kind of like whoo kind of chilling taking a load off and not really engaging with anybody still and so the topic switched to you know the party itself and I was 
apologizing multiple times because I was feeling senses of inadequacy because of how I felt people were perceiving the night's events. And the ironic part is that Stephen, the one who had given me that compliment of how great I was at entertaining people, kind of took the reins and made a super good effort to get everybody engaged in an activity and kind of salvage the evening. And from that point on, the party went on just fine. Everybody had a great time. I mean, looking back, it wasn't as good as it could have been, but it was an amazing time nonetheless shared with some of my closest friends. Now, looking back on it, the moment that it started to go wrong was the moment that I started to focus on the things that weren't the point. And what I mean by that is when I had originally set out to throw this party, my main goal was to kind of rekindle the friendships that I had lost. And my plan to do that was to show the value of these people to them or the value that I that they have in my life by giving them an event that was enjoyable and nurtured healing conversation. But in my realization that not many people were coming, I began to fixate on that aspect of the event. And in doing so, I robbed the people who were attending the event of that experience. Had I not allowed myself to get in my own head and become paralyzed by my own depressing thoughts, I would have put the effort into doing everything as planned, regardless of the amount of people showing up, and been able to show the people that did show up the value that I see in them and the value that they have in my life by adequately taking care of them while they were in my company. Now, perhaps this is something that sounds familiar to your own life. Perhaps you are someone like me, and there have been situations where negative situations or negative emotions in your own life have caused you to become slightly disoriented. Disoriented to your own goals and ambitions, and disoriented to your own desires. And as I began to reassess the friendships that I had lost over the past couple of years, I began to realize that a lot of the erosion of those friendships and a lot of the damage that happened came from my own disorientation in my own life and becoming so focused on things that weren't actually what I wanted to focus on. And what I've come to find is that most of the time that disorientation is really just turning things more towards self-preservation. But for people that aren't able to get inside your head, that self-preservation can come off a lot like selfishness. And looking back, I can see now through hindsight how selfish I was and how damaging to those friendships I had become. And though I can honestly say that my intention was never to 
be self-serving necessarily. I became self-serving because as I began to feel my friendships slip through my fingers, I started to put more value on having friends than having friendships. Those two things are very similar, but the difference speaks volumes. When we are focused on having friends, it becomes a numerical count. However, when we focus on having friendships, we acknowledge our own place in that relationship and commit to bringing value to the other person, not just sucking the value that we see in the other person. And the funny thing is, is that this is something that you may have noticed in other people. Because it's one of those things that's a lot easier to see when it's being done to you, rather than when you're doing it to somebody else. But take a minute and think to yourself. Are there friends in your life, or are there relationships in your life, where the other person is seemingly becoming more distant? Maybe without any sort of notice? What this entire situation has taught me is that I need to be more aware of the relationships that I have with people. Over the course of time, I have become one of those people who constantly complains about nobody ever checking up on him, yet am probably one of the last people to check up on the people that I care about. But that's the thing is, in my own head, it doesn't show any sort of depreciation in value towards the other person. It's just life and how it happens. You know, we get busy and stuff happens and we don't really think about everybody in our life as much as we probably should. But along with that comes the realization that you've probably heard it said before that actions speak louder than words. But the realization I had was that people's actions generally speak about them, not the person that they're acting towards. And this is easier to see in situations where we don't necessarily want the credit or want to accept the value. Now let me unpack that a little bit by painting a picture for you. There's a woman, we'll call her Janine, and Janine is going out on a date with her boyfriend, and her boyfriend uh, picks her up, and he's dressed super nice, and has a bouquet of flowers for her, and wants to take her to her favorite restaurant, really pulling out all the stops. Now, that might not be an uncommon situation. Maybe you have been Janine in that situation, and have been feeling the value that you have through the actions of somebody else, right? Now, Afterwards, you know, they go home, they have a great night, you know, and the next day at work, Janine is talking about this night out she had with her boyfriend to her co-workers, and people are gushing over it and saying things like, oh, he loves you so much. Man, he really loves you. Does that sound like a common thing? I feel like a scene like that is in almost every romantic comedy. But anyway, back to Janine. Now, prior to the current boyfriend that she has, Janine has had some relationships that weren't necessarily the best, where she was treated pretty poorly by her boyfriends in the past. And during that time of her life, 
the conversations in the workplace sounded a little bit more like, you really need to leave him, he's such a jerk, he treats you like shit. Now, in both of those situations of workplace camaraderie, the comments being made are about the actions of the other person. Looking at the positive situation first, when we're being pampered or we're being doted upon or treated well by somebody else, it's a lot easier for us to be susceptible to this idea that it's because of us that they do those things. Because the value that they see in us, they react in X ways. But when we zoom out a little bit and we look at all of the relationships that Janine has had, taking into account the ones where she was treated poorly, the question is, did her value change? In the relationships where she was treated poorly, was that because she wasn't as valuable to the person? Now, I realize that this analogy is flawed because there are some variables that could be taken into account here. But my point is that the way her significant others treated her wasn't about her. It was about them. The fact of the matter is that the value didn't change in Janine. It was just not appreciated by the people that she was interacting with. And my point in all of that is that we oftentimes don't realize that people are acting because of things that are going on with them unless it's in a way that is negative towards us. After speaking with some of the people that didn't come to the party, it became apparent to me that some people had reasons that weren't because they hated me. Huh. Imagine that. See, because the party was being treated quote-unquote negatively by not getting the response that I thought that it was deserving of, the disorientation that came with me being saddened by that or having an emotional response was that I started to make the assumption that I was the cause of that effect. And when we see a problem and we start to try to force ourselves into the role of the cause, it can make us think that we are capable or that we should be the fix to the situation. Now, like I said before, a lot of the reason that some of the people were, weren't coming is because they had other obligations, other things going on, things that were outside of the realm of my control. Now, I didn't know that at the time, and so as I started to think about how I could fix the situation and was unable to come to a conclusion that seemed reasonable, I started to become paralyzed and started to bottle myself up. And in doing so, I proceeded to do things that could have been further damaging to the people that were coming and the people that I see value in in my life. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, come on, Gabe, you're not going to lose your friends over a shitty party. But a shitty party is just the external situation. The internal side of it is the selfishness 
that caused the shitty party. And that selfishness of woe is me, nobody's coming to my party, and allowing that to affect how I throw the party, so not having very much or very good food there, not having things set up and wasting people's time, not engaging with them, all of those things, all of those behaviors were reflective of that selfishness that I allowed to grow inside of me as I focused on the actions of other people and how it affected me rather than my actions and how they affected the people that I care about. Now, the fact of the matter is that it could be said that if I left the event page up, more people would have shown up. I know for myself, sometimes I don't mark that I'm going to an event, but then the reminder dings, and that's where I go to get the information on, you know, like where it's at, how to get there, and all of that. And by removing that, I prevented some people the opportunity or the reminder to come, and decided to focus on the people that weren't coming to the party rather than the people that were coming to the party. The thing that I regret the most about the whole experience and what was at the root of every negative aspect of the event were my actions, or rather lack thereof because of my bruised ego. Which if you would have asked me why I regretted the event right before or while it was taking place, it would have been because of the actions of other people. It's a situation where we get so consumed by how other people are acting that we forget about how we're acting. So now I'm letting other people's actions speak for them, not for me. Because when I'm affected by something that somebody else does and I try to put myself in the position of causing it, it causes me to have a negative effect on people rather than the positive one that was my intent. All of that being said, it's your party, and you can cry if you want to, but in my experience, it's my crying that ruins the party, not the people that didn't show up. Until next time, I'm Gabe Bryan. Stay inspired, and you will find what you're looking for. Thanks for listening. If this has brought value to your life in any way, please consider subscribing to the podcast so you'll be notified when another episode is posted. If you want to connect with me via social media, all of my links are found in the description box below. New episodes of The Gift of Gab are every Tuesday and Thursday, and I post a new YouTube video every Wednesday and Saturday. Until next time, stay inspired, and you'll find what you're looking for.